Over his 34-year career, my husband has authored over 50 published articles, along with several books, videos, and audio training programs on the subject of network marketing. He's also been repeatedly recognized as one of the top network marketing trainers in the world. In June of 2011, he was invited to visit our company's home office. He was so impressed with what he saw that he decided that day to walk away from his lucrative speaking and consulting career and got started as a team of one. Today, that team of one has grown to over 200,000 customers, associates, managers, directors, executives, and millionaires in 17 countries. Today, my husband and I work together and we are extremely grateful to have been recognized as the number one income earners for our company worldwide. But what I'm most excited about today is that thanks to podcast technology, you can learn the leadership skills, the leadership lessons that will help you grow your own world-class team. With that in mind, let the man who's been teaching others about leadership for decades share what he's been teaching with you. Ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to introduce my business partner and the love of my life, my husband, Michael S. Klaus. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to each and every one of you beautiful people. Michael Klaus, of course, here, and boy, am I excited about this podcast. My prediction, it will probably become one of your favorites. In fact, it's one you're going to want to listen to over and over and still over again. Here's why I think that. Uh, Recently, I had the unique opportunity to stand on a grand stage and share this information in front of 4,000 people. And what I've learned, and probably you have too, is that yes, we do need to learn the skills. We do need to learn how to contact or prospect people. We need to find them, those that have an interest and those that we can help through one of our solutions. We also need to keep the main thing the main thing and make sure the story gets told. And also true when someone says yes, we do need to slow down as we've discussed in previous podcasts to help them get started. We can't just hope against hope that they're going to figure all of this out. That being said, there's also this kind of overarching umbrella to all of this that basically suggests many of us, and this may be true of you, I'm not sure, but many of us are making this too complicated. We're thinking we just need one more class, one more story, one more book, one more podcast, one more event, one more something before we can go share. That's not necessarily the case. So on that grand stage, I had the opportunity to really talk about the system, how we go from the connecting or prospecting piece and then connect the dots over to keeping the main thing the main thing, and then really how we move that forward into the duplicating piece. But through that, I shared a little story about my bicycle, and I'm hoping it will become one of your favorites, and I hope the point will be made, and I hope, again, these lessons in leadership will be listened to by not only you going forward, of course, but by all of those you're bringing into your business. True, isogenicsearnings.com does really show for all of us what the possibilities are. Always remember that and make sure you're sharing that with people who want to also, like you, know what the possibilities are. But at some point in time, we just need to get on and go for a ride. So if you're ready, Let's all enjoy this presentation. I hope you enjoy it, listening to it as much as I enjoyed giving it, and I hope, again, it becomes part of the very fabric of who you are. Good morning. morning. To the rest of you, good morning. 
many of you are having a good time so far? Okay. Well, for the next few minutes, I really want to talk about some of the fundamentals. You heard Lynn mention that. It's really what we refer to as the system. And I hope you've got your planner so that you can take good notes. Because if I share something with you from this grand stage that you feel is worthy of remembering, it's probably worthy of recording. So write it down. And then refer to those notes over and over and still over again until what you've learned, not only from what I'm sharing, but from the presenters that have come before me, that that knowledge becomes part of the very fabric of who you are. That you have the ability to actually just pull that out whenever you need to use it. But to begin our conversation, let's talk about something that we need to do each and every day. Decisions. Every day, from the time we open our eyes until the time we close them, it seems to be one decision after another decision after another. Have you ever noticed that? Now, some decisions are easy. Maybe deciding what time you wake up in the morning for you is a relatively easy decision. What flavor of shake you're going to have, you know, to start your day, relatively easy decision. Other decisions are perhaps a little bit more arduous, a little more difficult. Uh, who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. That's a decision you should weigh carefully. What you're going to choose to believe and why that matters to you. There's some pretty weighty decisions out there that will affect each and every one of us. But since we're here today talking specifically about our isogenics business, I've got to tell you, 35 years in the profession, almost nine years now with isogenics, I am convinced more so than I have ever been that the single most challenging decision that we will ever have to decide is really how we get started. Would you agree? How many of you found that that was a little bit, little bit daunting? Maybe something from as simplistic as, well, what pack do I start with? You know, do I start as a customer and then kind of work my way into this? I mean, after all, how could I ever recommend these products to someone unless I had become a believer myself? Yes, maybe for me, maybe, yes, maybe. I should just be, put these in my body for 30, 60, 90 days and become absolutely convinced before I move any further forward with my decision. Maybe some of you are a lot more like my wife. She's more of a ready or excuse me, she's more of a fire-ready-aim girl. A cannonball, right into the pool. That's the way she would do it. But regardless if you're one of those people that kind of needs to test the waters a little bit or you're just jumping in, you still have to make that decision. It's still one of the most challenging decisions we will ever face. Well, let's see if we can demystify that a little bit and leave all of you with an outline, really a recipe that you can follow when you leave this grand auditorium and go back and begin implementing into your own business so that you can create something magnificent. Does that sound good? Okay. Before we do, though, I want to clear up two misconceptions about the profession, specifically about our company. If I can get you just to understand this and then ignore it moving forward, to change your thinking, to refine your philosophy, I'm telling you, you're going to be so much further ahead of the game. Because too often, what we end up doing here is what we've been doing out there. We bring what we know here, and it makes sense to us to do so. What do I mean? Well, out there in the real world, we've been taught pretty much from infancy 
Go to school, get a good education. Why? So you can get into a good university. Why? So you can get a good degree or diploma. Why? So that you can get a good job. Why? So you can climb the corporate ladder. Why? So you can take care of your family. It all starts with you've got to learn before you earn. And so people come here and guess what they think? Sitting in one of these seats here and they hear we've got this Isogenics Academy followed by David Wood University in Action. We're going to follow that up with Celebration. We're going to follow that up with the New Year kickoff. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I took four years to get my degree at university. Maybe I'll just take a full year off and immerse myself in learning everything I possibly can. I won't talk to anyone. I'll just learn. You ever, ever ran across anyone that kind of felt like that way? Don't know enough yet. Maybe if I go to one more seminar, take one more class, read one more book, do one more study, maybe then, maybe then, maybe then. Ladies and gentlemen, it works in almost every facet of your life, but it doesn't work here. This is a learn as you earn or earn as you learn program. You've just got to get in, roll up your sleeves and go to work. It's going to be messy. You're going to figure it out as you go. It's not perfect. It's never going to be. Get it out of your head that you have to somehow figure all of this out first. It's not the way it works. Aristotle, a Greek philosopher who lived about 2,400 years ago, although well before the day of isogenics, probably gave us one of the best insights as to what I mean. I think this is one of those points worthy of recording. Here's what he said. The things we have to learn before we can do them, we learn by doing them. Let that sink in for a moment. The things we have to learn before we can do them, we actually learn by doing them. Now, do we have any evidence of this? Yes, we all do. Let me take you back to your childhood and when you were presented for the very first time with your new bicycle. Anybody besides me remember the new bicycle? How many of you said, hey, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. My new bicycle. This is amazing. When do I take my first class? When are we going to take the tour of the bicycle manufacturing facility? When are we going to start watching videos on bicycles? When are we going to go to Paris and watch that Tour de France thing? I've got to learn everything I possibly can. You couldn't imagine me getting on this thing and just trying it out. That would be insane. I could fall down and hurt myself. Is this what any of you do or did? Listen, I remember my very first bicycle. I was eight years of age. I had worked for my father, who was self-employed. He gave me a little job. I had to work two full summers to save up $30. And I took that $30, and I bought myself this gold Huffy Stingray bicycle. It had the banana seat on it, the sissy bar. This was the most amazing thing you ever saw in your life. I was so excited, I could hardly stand it. So what did I do? I got on, and then what happened? I fell off. No bicycle helmet, no pads. They hadn't invented any of that stuff. I look at some of these kids now and I think, what are you going to do with your child? It looks like they can't even get on. <laughs> I fell off and got on. I fell off and got on and eventually kind of figured it out. The things we have to learn before we can do them, we learn by doing them. Remember that. Now that takes us to our second point. You're never going to figure this out. For those of you left brain firstborn analytical types, you know, you've got to have the copious notes, go home, organize everything, color code it, you're going to put it in a file cabinet, never to see the light of day again. You know who I'm talking about. 
Listen, I, re I read the birth order book. I read all of that stuff. As a recovering firstborn, I can tell you, you're never going to figure this out. Stop trying. From the beginning of time, boy has tried to meet girl. Girl has tried to meet boy. From the beginning of time, as soon as we invented the printing press, we started writing little stories about how a boy could meet a girl or a girl could meet a boy. If you went to one of the largest bookstores in the world and you said, show me all the books available today that will tell me how I can go out and meet the woman of my dreams, I'm telling you, there's more than one. Do you think any of those books will contain the one line that's going to work each and every time? No. Hey, baby, what's your sign? <laughs> no. No. Come here often? Do you like breakfast? It just, no, you have to figure it out. Sometimes your eyes meet and that's it. We saw that in the clip that was shared earlier by Kathy Savage. Wasn't Kathy amazing? Give her a round of applause. But we saw it in the clip, their eyes met, that was it. But he still had to figure out, what am I gonna say? You're, gonna you're never gonna figure this out. You just have to do it. Can you imagine if he'd have said, I gotta go home, I gotta get myself some books. I gotta read those books and apply myself and I gotta come back and hopefully she's still there. No, no. The things we have to learn before we can do them, we learn by doing them. You are never going to figure this out because you will forever be leading an all-volunteer army where you, where you cannot hire them nor can you fire them. Although at times all-volunteer army, we just have to work with what's given to us. You do, we do, we've got to take some people. I'm telling you, if you'd met me back 35 years ago, you would not have said to yourself, now that's the person, I'm telling you, this guy's going to get in, we're going to clean him up, and he's going to go right to the top of this thing. I'm telling you, I see potential. You wouldn't have seen anything of me. You would have walked on by. No one gave me any attention. I had to figure this out on my own. I had to find books. There were, you had to go to the seminars to get the books. You had to get around people. You had to try to get their attention. You had to fall down, get up, fall down, get up, fall down, get up. You couldn't search the internet. Al Gore hadn't invented it yet. <laughs> that one's more for me. You couldn't look this stuff up. So I'll just get on social. There was no social media. I started building my business when there was not an answering machine. They hadn't invented that yet. I would call you. You either picked up the phone or you didn't. I built my entire business on Sunday evening, watching 60 Minutes and dialing for appointments during the commercials. Hey, you're watching 60 Minutes? Me too, but it's a commercial. I thought I'd give you a quick call and see if we can get together this week. I'm telling you, you will never figure this out. I know. Now, listen, if you're firstborn, don't write that down. They're like, watch 60 Minutes, call during the commercials. No, no, no. Then people were home. Now they're always around. You text someone, they don't respond in a moment. Where are they? Like, what's going on? They didn't respond. Well, give them a minute. They have their phone, they're avoiding me. Listen, you just need to get on your bicycle and go for a ride. 
you will sort of, kind of, a little bit figure this out as you go. It's easier for Lynn and I today than it was when we first started, but I'll tell you what makes it easier today. Would you like to know? We're going to be doing this tomorrow. And then we're going to be doing this the day after tomorrow. And so sometimes you have a really good day. Sometimes you have one of those wall-kicking moments. It's not such a good day. But the difference is we're still going to be doing this tomorrow. Some of you are trying to decide. I'm telling you, once you make that decision and you're just all in, you'll just keep moving forward like we have. That being said, I do really believe there's a recipe or a formula or a system that we should be following. Now, with formulas, we have to be careful. You know, back in the day, if you wanted to make a chocolate cake, you went to mom, at least I did, and mom would give you her recipe. But she had to tell you she didn't have it written down, or if she did, it was in her own handwriting. Do you remember that? It was in a little recipe box. And where did she get that? Well, she got it from her mom. And these have been passed down from generation to generation. Today, you know, most of you think that would be silly. I just go to the internet, find the Martha Stewart cookbook, look up a chocolate cake recipe, print it out. I can trust her, at least for that. Oh, you do watch television. Okay, well, the point of the matter is, for a chocolate cake recipe that's got the Martha Stewart seal of approval, what could we imagine? Well, probably three components. The first would be the ingredients. It's going to have probably flour, it's a cake, sugar, butter, egg, there's always an egg, chocolate, chocolate cake. You're going to have those things. We're going to have the ingredients. What else are we going to find in that recipe? We'll have the process, how those ingredients go together. Now, this makes perfect sense when you're making a cake. No one would bake the flour first and then pull the flour out and try to fold in everything else and then look at it and say, why does that not look like the cover of the Martha Stewart cookbook? No. Take the ingredients, put them together the appropriate way, cook it, cool it, frost it, eat it, done. The process. And the last component, of course, is time. How much time will it actually take to go through this? And so, too, we have to recognize that new individuals, when they come into the business, don't necessarily, even though I know I've been suggesting to you as strongly as I possibly can that you won't figure this out and you just need to go out and do it, the, the idea is don't, don't jump too far forward and just say, well, I'm just going to adopt the Nike philosophy and just tell people, just go do it. I heard Michael, he said, just go do it, just go do it. Because too many of us are first-born, left-brain, analytical people, and we're going to come back with the all-important question, just do what? When you said, just do it, what did you mean? Well, just, don't, just go talk to some people. You heard the people out here, just go talk to some people. Talk to your warm market, talk to your cold market. When you said, talk to people, did, did you mean, talk to them? Like, with my mouth? Or did you mean, talk to them? <laughs> this is what we're dealing with. So, because of that, we need to give people enough structure where they feel comfortable following a plan. But we have to remind them that the plan will never work perfectly. We're looking for progress, not perfection. You're never going to reach perfection. You're just never going to get there. But that being said, here is the little recipe, the little structure. First and foremost, there are three major components. Please write these down. Number one, we must find people to talk to. 
If you don't have someone to share the isogenic story with or to, either in person, online, or otherwise, it's almost as if you hung a closed for the day sign around your neck. To be open for business means you're looking for people. Who are we looking for? Well, listen, I'm not a fan of what I'm about to share with you now, but I think it's worthy of consideration. Because we are a solutions-based company, we're looking with, for people who have problems. Problems that we can solve. So if someone is looking to solve a weight problem, we have weight loss solutions. If they're looking for a fitness solution, obviously we can help them. A financial solution, we can help. We're looking for people that have problems that we can offer a solution. Does that make sense? But the first fundamental is you've got to find people to talk to. You heard some beautiful information about cold market, warm market, social media. Do you have enough to get started? Yes, get on your bicycle and go for a ride. When I got on the very first time, I didn't know forward, go, backward, stop. There was no manual. Do you know how I found out how to stop? I hit a tree. <laughs> I was eight years old. Eventually you realize this is go, this is stop. You're gonna hit some trees too. Let that be okay with you. Let that be okay with you. You've gotta go out there and follow the recipe. You've gotta look for people to talk to. I hope before we're complete today, you have a list of individuals that you want to reach out and share this with. And I hope from this conference forward, you are constantly and never-endingly looking to add to that list. It's the wait person who gave you extraordinary service at the restaurant. It's the person who took care of your bags at the hotel. You think that is their chosen profession, that they want to be there forever? Maybe you are absolutely the, the messenger of hope who comes along and has the decency to see greatness in them when maybe for them it's their very first job or they're putting themselves to, through school or who knows what else. We have to be looking for people, all kinds of people, individuals that have problems that we can offer solutions for. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Get really good at that. For years, I've referred to that as prospecting. Today, people refer to it as connecting or get really good at finding people to talk to. The second fundamental part of the system, we have to, and I know this may come as a surprise to some of you, but here it comes, we have to figure out a way to talk to the people we find. Yeah. I've got Mary here, she's got this beautiful list. I say, Mary, put together a list of 100 people. Mary says, okay. And so I say, call me when you got your list. Mary calls me, she says, I got my list. I said, wonderful. How many people have you spoken to? How many people have you reached out to? And Mary said, you didn't tell me to reach out to them. You said to make a list. And then you begin to recognize why we will never figure this out. If I gave you a 300-page manual that covered every facet of this, you wouldn't read it. And if you did read it, you would want to read it again. Get on your bicycle. Get out into the marketplace. Start talking to people. You will eventually get better and better and better. As long as you make that most important decision, which is I will be here tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. And I'm going to, over time, find my rhythm, find my pace, get enough information, learn from enough of the individuals around me that I kind of sort of figure out how to approach the next person and then go out and give it a try. Does that make sense? And then you've got to move that into presentation. You've got to make sure that somehow, some way, the story gets told. 
For years, I've referred to this as keeping the main thing the main thing. When you wake up in the morning, the very first thought that should cross your conscious mind is, am I going to keep the main thing the main thing today? Sometime around noon, you might be asking yourself, at least half of the day, half the business day has come and gone. How many times have I kept the main thing the main thing? Am I focusing on that? Is that where I'm really concentrating my efforts? What about by the time your head hits the pillow at the end of the day? Can you look backwards and ask yourself or tell yourself honestly how many times you focused on keeping the main thing the main thing? And if that's what we're supposed to be doing, focusing on the main thing, that would beg the question, well, what is the main thing? And it's simply this. How many times today is the isogenic story going to be told by you, by an associate on your team, by a tool, or by an event? How many times? I'm telling you, you learn to track that. You can build a financial wall around your family. Nothing can get through. But you've got to track the number of times. Nobody gets 10 for 10 every time. Lynn and I are still to this day told no. Did you hear that? Do you understand that? Because I don't know if many of you believe it, but it's true. Now we laugh about it. They told us no. <laughs> but then we just have to do what we're asking you to do too. We have to go back to the old plan, do, review, adjust, repeat, and we have to check in with ourselves and say, what did we do? What did we not do? What could we have shared? Should we have brought someone in? Should we have done a three-way call? Was I the wrong person to speak with them? Should it have been you? Should it have been us? Should we brought... What? Because we try to figure out how we can get better. You have to try to figure out how to get better, but you will never figure this out. You have to do it but give them enough structure so they understand what that means. You've got to have a working list of individuals you'd like to reach out to, and at some point you've got to bridge that gap and you've got to figure out how to invite those people to take a look. Today with technology, you can do it very, very rapidly. You don't have to wait very long. You can grab that little mobile device. You can think about the person you've got. You can send a little text message. Hey, take a look at this and let's talk. Hey, I saw a post you put up on Facebook. I have an idea. When can we have a conversation? You know, oftentimes we, we forget where we're going. We've got to get them to take a look at this. Let them see the story. Let them feel what you feel. So what video do you use, Michael? What audio? What reach out method? It depends. I, I'm not going to reach out to a young mother the same way I'm going to reach out to a grandmother. I'm not going to reach out to somebody who's single the same way I'm going to reach out to somebody who's married, nor should you. Figure out what matters to them and do the best you can to connect it to a solution. Figure out what matters to them and try to offer them a solution. Do the best you can. That's what you're trying to accomplish. Does that make sense? Do the best you can. Have that prospect list. Continue adding to it. If you're not comfortable, get better. Take some of this information. Review your notes. Get better. And then get out into the marketplace and focus on keeping the main thing the main thing. Which moves us to the last part of our little three-step recipe. The teaching and training piece, what I have referred to as duplicating from almost the beginning of my career. We're trying to get someone to be like me. Have you ever felt like that? When, when am I going to find somebody like me? When am I going to find somebody who gets a ticket to the con conference without me saying, do you have a ticket to the conference? You know what I love? I love calling a brand new person saying, did you get your tickets to the conference? And they say, did I get my tickets to the conference? What do you mean, did I get my tickets to the conference? I got my tickets to the conference as soon as I could get my tickets to the conference. Why are you asking me? Do you have yours? 
I've been looking for you. I thought I'd follow up and see if you learned how to do your back office. Learned how to do my back office? What do you mean? Well, you know, take you for a little tour and walk you around. Walk me around? As soon as you gave me my username and my password, that's all I've been doing is walking myself around. I've clicked on every link in there. I think I know that thing backwards and forwards. Hey, how come my reports don't work? You don't have anybody on your team. There's no reports. <laughs> Where have you been my whole life? You're looking for you. You've always been looking for you. You like talking to you. You like being around you. You like people that are like you because you like you. And if you don't like you, there's books on that. Go to work on that and get to where you like you. Then go look for you. I like myself. I really do like myself. And so I'm looking for people like me, people that will wake up in the morning and say, I want to do this. I don't know how to do it. I'll figure it out. I want to talk to that guy. How are you going to do that? I don't know. I can't walk up and say, hey, I can't do that. No. The very first Isogenics event I ever attended, Warren Lance invited me to come to Vancouver, Canada to have a little conversation, meet some people. About 300 people showed up. I thought I would go there, just meet a few people and leave. No, no, no. He talked me into the whole conference. I played a little mental game with myself. I never told them this, but the mental game, three-day event, was how long have you been with the company? People would come up. They were really big. How long have you been with the company? I'm new. Okay. Other people would come up. Very fit. How long have you been with the company? A couple, three years. Okay. Eventually, you know, I started saying to the people, how long have you been with the company? A while. Listen, you keep this up, you're going to be just fine. Everybody I've talked to has been around two, three, four years. They look amazing. Have you noticed that? Just keep putting this stuff in your body. It looks good on your shelf, works better in you. <laughs> Get it off the shelf, put it in you. That's what this is all about. System. Find people to talk to. Talk to the people. Talk to the people you find. Use a tool. Levels the playing field. Which one? The one that you think will work best in that situation. Just think, what do I know about this individual? And what do I know about our tools? That's why you need to be so familiar with our tools. So that you can think, maybe, just maybe, just maybe if I send this one out, it'll be okay. Do the best you can. You're never going to figure this out. And then when someone says yes, the teaching and training, the duplicating piece, most of them are not going to be like the go-getter I described. Most of them we're going to need to hold their hand. And you should hold their hand. Most of the time you'll want to follow up. Most of the time you're going to want to get back with them. Most of the time you're going to want to put it on your calendar to check in with them. Most of the time. And if you will do that, if you will do your part, most of the time, if you will make sure that you're helping those individuals really become part of the fabric of this company until it's become part of the fabric of them, then you will have duplicated yourself successfully. And of course, you're doing all of this simultaneously. Don't, don't walk out of here with notes that said, Michael said, go get one and work with them for a while. No. Help them. Go find some other people. Tell a story a couple of times. Help those people get started. Go tell a couple of people. Do you understand? It's kind of this movement. It's, it's almost like a dance. And over time, you can become really good at it. But you know, Alvy and I were talking backstage, and he's like, I said, how do you feel? And he said, I think I did great, but there's a couple of things I wanted to say, and I left out. 
Alvy used to pitch in the major leagues. And you know what I said to him? I said, Alvy, not every ball has to be a strike. Still pitch a no-hitter. I loved what you had to say. Wasn't it good? I'm telling you, we have so many amazing people in this company. There are so many great and wonderful things that we need to focus on. There's so many people that we can learn from. You've just got to plug in. You really do. Lynn and I work up every, wake up every single morning, every morning, and we focus on the fundamentals. Every single morning, we focus on getting better. We focus on finding more, sharing the story, helping them get started, work with the team every single day. If we can figure this out over time, I believe you can figure this out over time. If we can show up at the conferences, you can show up at the conferences. If we can sit in those seats and take good notes, you can sit in the seats and take good notes. You heard what Lynn said. She started in the back in the bleachers. I started in the back in the bleachers. It was a long journey from the back of the bleachers for me to this grand stage. But I kept coming back and taking notes and applying what I learned and coming back and taking notes and applying what I learned and coming back and taking notes and applying what I learned. It's not that sexy, but it is effective. And I don't know if you've seen the picture out there on the wall, but it's turned out okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, Jim and Kathy. Thank you, Eric. Thank you to Sharon and to Travis. Thank you, Dr. Plan. Thank you to the entire executive leadership team of this extraordinary company for waking up every single morning and allowing us to do what we get to do. Yes. 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 Thank you. Thirty-five years, nine years here, you are in the right place with the right people at the right time, and if you have not figured out that yet, we need to have a conversation privately afterwards. I'll recommend a couple of books for you to go read, and then we'll talk a little bit later. I'm telling you, you just need to grab onto this and go to work.